Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. This is the place we love to say Jesus is the way. Everything else is a conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Prior to turning on the mic, we were having some of those conversations. Yes. <laughs> and I'm so glad Jesus is the way. That's right. <laughs> oh, mercy's sakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deli, Jeremy, and uh, Josh, good to see you, fellas. Yeah, good see you to guys. see you. Uh, I was out on the weekend. I was visiting a, a precious one, yes. one of God's precious children, <laughs> uh, South. And so Melinda and I got to go to church with Emma. It was a great, great weekend. But we're talking about the message. And uh, uh, I heard great things about the message. I heard the service was powerful. I heard uh, about the... Powerful. Powerful. The gospel was preached, I heard. Um, uh, love, love, love. Uh, so folks told me it was just a great day. And as, uh, as a lead pastor, when you leave and everything is awesome, you love that. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love it when I can be gone and... I don't like to be gone. I was thinking about you guys. I look at the clock and I'm like, okay, so they're having pre-service meeting. Okay, they're probably doing okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I can look at the clock. Josh is ten minutes into his message, probably you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I think about you, but uh, so good day, huh? What's love all about? What do you? How you loving? Who you loving? What's love got to do? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, oh, yes, heart, all those things that are good. I, I think I told Jeremy and others maybe that you know, I was stretched to share the message. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you said that from the stage, yeah. Oh, did I? Yeah, okay. Did. That's what I told everybody. Yeah, you told <laughs> but, but you told us multiple times. Yeah, I was started, like, so. So, so, I mean, why? Well, typically, I, I, I mean, it's not like I speak in front of a church a lot, but in the past, I... I go very prepared with a lot of notes, typically just so I don't feel like I have nothing to say. And that's probably an insecurity I have. But I went with about seven lines on two sheets of paper. and That's how we do it around here, a a napkin. (laughs) And literally I axed all these things because I just felt like the Holy Spirit asked me to do that and trust Him to say what I needed to say. And so I was uncomfortable going into that. You know, I told Mindy, you know, when I speak about other things, you know, in professional life of vegetables and soil and things like that, I I sometimes don't need notes. Like I I can go in and or I do have notes and I'm already and confident. I didn't feel as confident on Sunday, but I knew that the Holy Spirit was leading me that way. So I just went and and your topic though you I would say you have just as much reason to know that because you spoke on love, the expression of love, what love isn't, and just like you live in the dirt, you live in that space too. It's obvious yeah. the way you you work with people and and carry yourself that that is also your area of expertise that you don't need notes to don't need notes to cover. Yeah, I did I was expecting to hear the vegetable prayer though. I didn't hear that. <laughs> He did it. It was too corny for him to actually say it. Let us pray. Uh, Sometimes I wet my plants. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 
I told Lettuce Pray to Chip, and he he actually giggled. <laughs> pause, pause. He goes, that was good, Dad. That was good. <laughs> Dad jokes podcast today? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I've got a lot. I had more vegetable jokes. I just... Those we funny. have seven it's hours like, of recording time. That was, those are funny, man. Uh, so the point, um, I heard a guy, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, who... Uh, podcast nation guy and he he wrote a book years ago called crush it uh he said if you're uh he used to do reviews of wine and stuff like that and that's how he kind of made his money he said if you can uh write you know do a blog if you can give a nice speaking voice then do a podcast but if you can look into a camera and just riff without powerpoint notes or anything else do that like make the face to face with people and go at it. And he would set up a little Sony cam mm-hmm. on a tabletop. And if a fire truck went by, you heard it, you know, but I mean, he was like speaking into the thing. And I thought of that for years and years when you're able, you have that thing, you're not referencing notes. It's not a jacket you're wearing. It's something that's coming out of you, whether it's talking about planting lettuce mm-hmm. or leeks or love. Right. So I, that was a sense I got like, um, I listened to it. I wasn't in house. Think there was any idea that notes were used or not used, right? It was yeah. just a uh, a fluid expression of uh, love in us, and I feel like uh, I feel like, and you said it a few times, it, the expression of this particular community of faith on how much we value loving people. Hmm. Yeah, I I felt strongly that the in verse four of First Corinthians thirteen in the Passion it says, you know, love is large, and I. That's been with me since Sunday, and before it was, I just want this community to be just known for a big love, like that we just, mm-hmm. everything we talk about, but that term, love is large, just stood out to me, of uh, enveloping, you know, that, that we just, we gather around people, and no matter what, so I hope I expressed that clearly on Sunday. So I think so. <laughs> Your yearly practice was was uh, a powerful way to connect for the people too. Where you looked, you were talking specifically about the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. and those aspects of that that you would say this year I'm working on kindness. This, 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 kindness this year is this kindness. year, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Last year was gentleness. Um, right. The the First Corinthians thirteen. If you've been in church a long time, you've heard that preached. If you've been to weddings, you've heard it spoken. Yeah. But one of the times that I most remember, or maybe it's the first time I remember knowing that it was spoken, was when you were challenged to put your name in all those places, you know, where you would say, uh, the like, it, verse 4, Jeremy is patient, Jeremy is kind, Jeremy does not envy or boast, he is not arrogant, or he's not rude. That was... That was a challenging. I was, yeah. I was probably a teenager when that happened, but that was a challenging thing that has stuck with me, and and to hear you talk about, okay, I still need to review those things very specifically and very intentionally. That how do I, how do I love? How do I express these Christ qualities and be intentional about that? That was encouraging, helpful a reminder of those things. Mm-hmm. And then thinking about, as I've thought about it the rest of the week, I also think God is love and he is these things. And that's not necessarily what we have 
what we talked about before the podcast, where the tone of Christianity is not, I am not, you know, God is, he is envious. And, and so there is some conflict, conflict for me there. Um, but I so appreciate that Jesus is um, the epitome of love and you see, see these qualities come out of him and in his words and that those things bring life and that's what he brings. He brings life abundant. So these qualities of, of patience and kindness and um, just abounding in us brings life to the full and that's mm. what can make people at work that make your head scratch and make you frustrated and, okay, what can I do? How can I love this person in a way that brings the best out of them? It brings joy into their life. And sometimes that, what's been so weird is sometimes that takes such different uh, presentations because what you, how you receive love and how my wife receives love from me are going to be very different. Mm. And um, the challenge and the joy and the, adventure of of doing that in a way that okay i want you to know you're loved and i want to express it in a way that you will receive Mm -hmm. and then grow from such an adventure Hmm. yeah i think that uh just kind of tagging on to that the way that uh, god i think andy has mentioned as well that god sometimes will uh (laughs) express his love to us in in all different kinds of facets as well Mm -hmm. where um sometimes uh, I need a gentle, you know, nudge to a direction that is that is love, right? And then other times I need uh, to be laying face on the ground and and him maybe have his, you know, knee in my back a little bit, <laughs> like okay, like I've told you too many times now, and um, and that just how those different expressions are still are still love, right? Like um, the way I would if I have you have a daughter and a, and a son, and the way you. Show love and discipline and care for each of those are completely different, right? And yeah, how you say that's such an adventure, um, trying to figure out those things as best as you can with the Holy Spirit, right? Like, um, I, I was reading or I was listening to this, I think it was on the radio today, actually. Um, well, yesterday it was Valentine's Day, and they were saying that um, love is in the Bible, uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, like they said, like 300 and some odd times, like love and, and God is love or something about God and love is in there like 300 times, which is almost once a day for the entire year. <laughs> but how that is such a prominent thing that God is mm-hmm. trying to show us, right? Like just trying to show us this characteristics of his unfailing love, his unending love, like <laughs> just all all that um, is so awesome how we can I don't know, grab that from from the word. I'm reminded of Henry Cloud. Um, he would uh, give you a word picture, a visual. Or he would say, if you look at a blank sheet in your mind and you draw a solid line across the sheet, and then underneath that you might draw a dotted line of even differing lengths, differing lengths of the line, differing lengths of the spaces. So the solid line, and then just underneath it the dotted line with differing different sizes there. And he says, the solid line is love. Like, that's how I love you. Mm-hmm. Consistent, solid, doesn't change. Mm-hmm. The dotted line is when I say yes to you and when I might say no to you. And to extend that even, you know, for different people, different situations, allowances, whatever. 
But the love piece isn't a dotted line. There's nothing contingent about it where if you do this, then I'll love you. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. No. No conditions. You know, we, we want to we give unconditional love that straight line all the way No through. conditions. And I, I was uh, actually, I was out walking early. I was listening to, uh, to you say this. I know where I was when I heard you say it. You, you said, I love growing things. I love getting dirt on my hands and dirty boots and all that. And then you corrected yourself. Like, well, I don't really grow them. I, I don't know if you said steward or... Attend the soil or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that, right? But mm-hmm. stewardship was the word that I took. And uh, that, that's true of the love, too. Like, the love can be in us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. The love can be inside of us, that fruit of the Spirit. We can have that Spirit. But it has to come out. Mm-hmm. And it comes out as we steward. And it can come out like a clean water through a rusty screen. Right? It can be fouled, really. It can be the love of God that comes through us in kind of a bitter, foul way. Yep. Right? And so for us to, to, to steward and how we think of other people when we're extending that love to them. And uh, not, not in a sense of uh, partiality or even respect of persons, but awareness, like this sensitivity, mm-hmm. not a partiality or respect of persons, but a sensitivity to... You know, what, what is this person needing? Mm-hmm. How do they need to hear it? I mean, we think about love languages, <clears throat> excuse me, quality time. Um, my, my mother, um, wonderful woman, unfortunately incredibly insecure. And I, I see that as a 55-year-old man looking at my mother who died when she was 50. So I'm five years older than she ever was, you know. And I look back on her, and I wish that some of the counseling things I knew now, I don't think she would have heard it from me as a 16-year-old, right? But, you know, just being able to look at that and go, wow, unbelievable. So she told me one time that her mother uh, never, her parents never told her that they loved her. And that's the story for actually quite a few people I come across. Mm -hmm. Parents like my parents never said that to me, they would say. So that's true for my mom. When she was six, she had a long cancer, very drawn out before her passing. And uh, she said her parents wrote it to her once in a card. And that's what she shared with me as a 17-year-old. Like, you know, they never said it to me. They wrote it to me once. Now, my grandmother would clean every inch of our house while my mom was sick, fix food for us, iron our clothes. I mean, pull out the stove and the refrigerator and clean behind it. I mean, you know, but when you know love languages... You know that what my mother was looking for was words of affirmation. Yeah. yeah. What my grandmother was doing was acts of service. And my grandmother thought she was loving my mom in a way that my mom could hear it, mm. but she wasn't. And so the awareness of how can people receive love from us, not about us, but truly like a, a, I think even a spiritual sensitivity to, to look at other people and, you know, what can I say for them or do for them or be for them or give them? And maybe it's a thing or maybe it's time or maybe it's a, a word, right? And we let that love come through us because we are the stewards of that mm-hmm. love. I don't know if this applies, but the Scripture says that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. And so as these things are in us and come through us, our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit Mm-hmm. to know timing and how and when to speak and when not to speak, mm-hmm. frankly, right? All of those things. But it's very outward looking. 
it's very outward looking in the release of how we love. And you said it many times on Sunday, several times. You you talked about uh, Matt and Bree, mm-hmm. and and you said of them, they love well. Mm-hmm. They do. They and what does loving well look like? Uh, I think it's over time. You know, there's they've been in experiences and places in with people that I've seen, you know, where they did not have to respond the way they responded. They did not have to love. Nobody would have faulted them for going a different way, but they chose to sacrifice themselves and love. And we have gone through difficulty with them. You know, we've, we lived in the same house with them and two of their children, uh, Abby being one of them who goes to church of Christ way now. And, um, and, you know, when you live together, you get to see all the ups and downs of life and, and get on each other's nerves. And, you know, we, we had some conflict and we chose, I think both families chose to love each other in spite of that and regardless. And we've come through that conflict just stronger and, and able to then see the next conflict that comes in our lives and probably respond. I think there is a conditioning of our heart, so to speak that when you go through experiences and choose to love well, mm-hmm. it just becomes easier the next time, sometimes. <laughs> so I think you learn to give grace and see things as loving action that you might not have seen otherwise. When you talked about the two lines, I thought you were going to say, okay, the first, the solid line was, this is how God loves. The dash line is how I, is the times that I have, the dashes would represent where I thought I was receiving love. I'm receiving love, God's love the whole time, but I only think I'm receiving it, you know, here, 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 and here, and the other parts I'm missing. And I think we do the same thing to each other that, well, that was, he was loving me then, but the other times he's not. And, and we, as we love others and receive, take action out of love that is not received as love. Yeah. That's hard. And, but it, in my experience, it has taught me to be gracious, taught me graciousness to others' expressions that I might not receive as love, but I know mine aren't always received in the, in, with the intent of my heart. So I try to do that with other people. It's like, yeah, that was, I, I could receive that with pain and view it as obnoxious or unwanted but because I love, I'm going to view their actions with the same grace that I would hope they receive, that they would give me when I act like an idiot. Yeah, there's one, one phrase that we use with our friends, and I would use with you guys, is I trust the Holy Spirit in you. So if I trust the Holy Spirit in you, then I know that your intentions are love. And, and with room to get it wrong, with room to mess up. Mm-hmm. But I trust that the Holy Spirit lives and works in you, and therefore, um, your intent, your the heart of your your heart is to love well. And you know, you can't. It's hard to say that about everybody you know. But uh, when you know that, or when you trust that, then you receive. I think you receive mm-hmm. things better. And then when I'm having a rough week or something, and I'm in a funk or whatever you want to say then you guys can receive me in a better way, even though if I'm a little snarly or grumpy, 
uh, vice versa, right? We, mm-hmm. we have a, a mindset of then I know you, I trust you, I love you. So um, we're going to reciprocate that through the, the time of our relationship. And I, um, I've just seen that over and over and over with people that I trust and love, and it works. So one of the things that is a bummer is <clears throat> church. <laughs> yep. Church is a bummer. Church and religion are a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm, I'm not new to this and uh, not a novice as Timothy. It was written to Timothy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just reflect on times when um, the priority value was not love. The priority value was something else. It was a doctrine mm-hmm. or uh, a position. Or, or an a, outcome. Or an outcome or a, uh, a, a, even a paper on some particular posture, position, something, you know. And, and it gives no space for differences. It gives mm-hmm. no space for expression. And uh, rather than it be acceptance, belonging, and then community, it's if you fit our community, then we'll give you acceptance and belonging. And so uh, that's the bummer. And I think the reason is happens anywhere, but it's, it seems to be so easy to happen in a church where, you know, you're here because you're a Baptist or you're here because you believe in the presbytery <laughs> or, uh, you know, whatever that may be, uh, methodologies or your ideals about spirit or manifestation of spirit. or And, and I don't think any of that... M- you know, would be you're necessarily wrong. It's not about it's not about that stuff. Can can there be those spaces uh for for difference and still at the end of the day the thing you value and you cherish and you protect is love. So I came from a culture that protected the doctrines. It protected those things. And it was a it was cancel culture before there was a cancel culture, <laughs> right? If you, uh, we used to just say you're anathema to me, right? You're just dead to me. So if you broke one of those, that was the priority. Like that's what was valued. That's, we hooked salvation on it, Hmm. right? So, man, you start doing stuff like that and it's just easy to go, well, there's a rule, you broke it and you're not with us. I had people look at me and go, you with us or not with us? I was like, what? (laughs) With you? Yeah, and that permeates. Religion is a petri dish for that stuff. Man. Oh yeah, right. So easy to define who's in, who's out. And then I think when that's happening, we're looking at these values that are just not. Um, the priority is not loving. Mm-hmm. Now we might think so because we think you're lost, right? And I'm loving you because I'm demanding that you fit this particular look or posture or doctrine. It's a rough. It's a rough gig, and one thing that's also it's a chair. I don't want to sit in. That's Jesus' chair. Sort that. Well, that's the that's the what's the the Mac and um, what's the shack, right? Mm -hmm. Where he goes in that cave and justice, yeah, or wisdom or whatever. Like the setting up thing is, you want to sit in my seat, right? Sit in my judge chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Difficult, and I think one of the challenges too that I've experienced, which is really, really one of the hardest. One of the hardest parts of the whole deal. Like the four of us, uh, we all have kids that are the same age. And uh, at any given time, they're all running around together. Right? Mm-hmm. 
and if if you have a problem with me or I have a problem with you, it's not just we have a problem with each other. Yep. You quit coming to, especially if I'm the pastor, right? You quit coming to church here and you take your kids and then, you know, my kids are like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. the silliness. Yeah. It's an unfortunate, very, very, very unfortunate byproduct of a particular type of a belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What if we just refuse to be offended? I was, yeah, I was thinking. Is that in here? Yes. Yeah, I feel like somewhere. you might have mentioned that. Did you mention that? I did. Uh, I think I did. It's all a blur to me, but. <laughs> Uh, if if we just refuse to be offended, now that's not easy. Let's be real. Well, yeah. Jesus so, says Jesus says offenses will come, but that is not the same as I'm offended. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think there's something that hits us, and we get to choose what to do with that. If it's an offense, or if we hold on to it and walk around offended at each other, then that's where love. I believe love just kind of steps out of the door at that. You know, it's not in the it's not in the view. Mm-hmm. We're looking at. The outcome at that point, well, I just need Andy to make sure that he says this to me so that I can then continue to love him well, you know, yeah. which is really the sounds stupid when I say it, but uh, but it's how we walk around sometimes and maybe even our own homes. Like, I'm offended that you said that to me, mm-hmm. uh, or that you didn't say this to me, yeah, or you haven't apologized yet, you know, or whatever. So, so. my, my, um, whatever the worst thing you could say, whatever the worst thing is. Is in my house. Uh, I've held. I, I told Melinda one time. She's. She was like. She's just straight up. And I've said it from the pulpit before. You know. She's like. You give more grace to people that next step in Christ's way than you give your own family. Mm. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it. It. I. Sometimes I bow out. And then sometimes I'm like, yeah. You know why? <laughs> I come back right. <laughs> and one of the re- I come back with one time I told her I said I have I expect more from you than I expect from them. And so doing business with that kind of mm-hmm. expectation, which that, I, I mean, I say it, I, no expectation, no offense. Yeah. No expectation, mm-hmm. no offense. Yep. Flip that quarter. You have these unmet expectations, be they realistic or not. I mean, I don't think that's a right expectation. Yeah. But the expectation, and then you have this offense and then you nurse it, and then it's not about what was done or not done. It was about who did it or who didn't do it, Yeah, right? And those kinds of things that are just, man, they are just leveling. Mm-hmm. Right? And they can be all internal directed at yourself. You can do that for you too. Yeah. I, I was thinking that when, you're, when we're talking about this, you know, not being offended, I, I was thinking that, like, love and forgiveness is, like, so hand in hand, you oh, know, yeah. like, cause, cause I'm, I'm going to try to not be offended. Right. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still probably going to be offended, but it's what you do with, like you said, wh- wh- whether we're going to just throw it in what I call the pebble, because <laughs> there's a lot of pebbles that get thrown around in our houses sometimes and you just pick them up and throw them in your bag. Yeah. And then you, you walk around in a week with, you know, yeah. a million pebbles in your bag. Yeah. That's, that's a ton of, that's ton of weight, weight on your back. And so I, I don't know. I always go to Colossians when, when, uh, three when we talk about this this love, and um, it's going on the uh, same thing with these characteristics that embody love, compassion, and kindness, and humility, and gentleness, and patience. And then it says, "Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any one of you has grievance against someone, forgive them as the Lord has forgave you." And over all of these things, put on love. Yeah. And so I just this this tension of. <laughs> of love and forgiveness because we're trying to love, we're trying to love, but then we get offended. Right. Yeah. And, and then, but it's like, 
but bear with each other. Put on that forgiveness for releasing them, right? Understanding that we were the one that was held captive anyway. When it's, we it's were a, our, our it comes down. Yeah. It comes a, a lot of times we don't like our actions, so we think we're going to change our decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the guy that shows up and I'm like, okay, it's Sunday. Love everybody. Okay, you can do it. I'm walking across the parking lot. Yeah. I'm like, all right, man, you can do it. Hours I can you can do it, man. No. <laughs> no, two hours. And frankly, <laughs> actions, if you think you're going to change your actions through decisions, that's not far enough back. Yeah. No. It goes back to beliefs, mm-hmm. what you truly believe. And what I really want is my longing is for the Holy Spirit to work through me. I yeah. simply want to be a pipe, a conduit, just humble and out of the way and available Mm-hmm. Not out of the way in the sense of isolated, but out of the way in the sense of there is no throttle on whatever the Lord wants to do mm-hmm. and however he wants to love and flow and believing those things mm-hmm. that all oh, his grace toward me and his love toward me. And one of the things that I have come to appreciate significantly, the difference between 25-year-old Pastor Andy and 55-year-old Pastor Andy is how many things don't actually matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just don't actually matter on the big scheme of things. And if it if it causes a relationship to be hurt or harmed, like we want to grow and we want to help each other and things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, some things that can get in your craw don't matter. It just don't matter. To be sacrificed, and that's kind of what we said earlier, you know, mm-hmm. is it the doctrine or is it a love or what are we fighting for here? Yeah. To be able to fight for each other and the, and just to be able to love people, mm-hmm. maybe that's what I mean when I say we defend the space. I think that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. We're fighting for we're not fighting for yeah. a doctrine. I don't have any desire whatsoever to argue doctrines with you, mm-hmm. but I do want to fight for a space yeah. where people can come in and feel loved. Yeah, I was yeah. talking to a dad today. I've talked to this guy two two three times in my life. My phone went off and it was him today, <clears throat> and we were talking, and he said, "You know." He said, let me just tell you something out of nowhere. This was not on subject. And uh, he said, you know, my son, strange, difficult, weren't talking to each other for years. I'm trying to get him saved. And then something happened that I realized I just need to love him and let the Lord work it out. And then he told me the story that within, you know, four weeks, they were talking to each other and mm. different things like that. And I said, I, I hear you, man. I said, sometimes out of some noble cause, we get in the way. Mm. Yep. We get in the way, and we we uh, uh, roadblock the love of God toward people because it's got to filter through us, and then we just don't have to be that. Yeah, we can just simply step aside and just love people, mm-hmm. love them, and we we don't say it a ton around here. We've said it a lot in the past. I don't know if I heard it lately, but every person you've ever met is a person for whom Christ died. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell Mike, I know there are people that love Emma and Chip. People that love your kids because they love you. And as a pastor, you know, in a church, that's, that's, that's the case for us a lot of times. People in our churches love us because we're a pastor in their life, and they love our kids because they love us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, man, how true is that? Yeah. I love other people. Jesus loves them. If Jesus loves you, I love him so much. If he loves you, I love you. <laughs> it's that simple. Really. And it really shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. But it is sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> It, it shouldn't be. I think it when it is, though, I think it's easy to spot the problem. Yes. And it's not them. No. <laughs> no. Not. Like, we're just in the way. Yeah. Like, let the love of the Lord flow 
flow through you. Yeah. Over the last six weeks, I think I've said to three or four people, I refuse to let this situation, whatever I've been, we were talking about, get in the way of us ruining a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's whether they're their actions, so they want to back away or a difficult business decision or whatever it may be. I just, I have said it out loud. I refuse to let this get in the way of our relationship. Yeah. And for me, <clears throat> it positions my heart to say, I'm going to love through this no matter what happens, no matter how hard it is, no matter what you do, I'm going to love you. Yeah. So uh, that helped me a lot in, in situations where maybe I just want to say, yeah, that's it. You know, it's, this is really hard, but I refuse. I refuse to let myself go and not love you. So yeah. uh, that, that's not me working it out. It's, it's probably the filter of the love coming through me and I have to, you know, click, make sure that's clean and clear. Yeah, I don't want to belabor this, but man, I loved you on Monday and then you did something on Tuesday or you were a knucklehead or you fell off into whatever your addiction was before mm-hmm. and now you're, you're icing me and, and I try to reach out to you because I'm godly and trying to do the work of the Lord <laughs> yeah. and then by Friday you haven't returned any of my calls and I write you off. Yeah. What was the actual currency of our relationship on monday what's the motive yeah on monday when i loved you and friday i don't yeah gotta check ourselves there because that that is the case that has been the case in my life in the past a lot where i'm like what i'm trying to help you here you know and that's just not it it's i just love you and i don't want you to be in this and i how do we where do we go how can i help you and you haven't talked to me in a week that's okay i still love you so uh, how can I help you now? You know, or do you need help? Classically, <laughs> in adoptive parent situations, it's a given that somewhere in that relationship, the children are going to push hard against the love of the parent, not because they don't want the love of the parent, but because they do, mm. and because they need it to be proven yeah, to them. Yeah. yeah. That I've clearly, I mean, in an adoptive situation, you know, something's going on. And whether it's true or not, you know, if there's a divorce that happens and you're five years old, you blame yourself. The five-year-old blames himself. Yeah. So the, the child in an adoptive situation could think rejection all day long. They don't want to be rejected, and they don't want to be rejected by you, but they're going to test you. That's not so super different from the stuff we're talking about right now. Exactly. You yes. love people, and they're going to test you. And if we have our bearings about us, we can just simply look at it and go, oh, I know what's going on here. I, I get it. This would be the time that I pour the love on you more than ever. Mm-hmm. And we just, frankly, we just personalize stuff mm-hmm. and we get it wrong. Mm-hmm. We get it wrong. Well, man, I know you preached on Sunday. Mm. You, got a, you got a prayer in you? Oh, After preaching? <laughs> Close us out today? Yeah. God, we are, we are humbled by you, and we, we want to continue to be humbled by you and walk in humility. Uh, we love because you love us, and we want just to just be clear and open and transparent and just free with, with that love to others. So show us what it look, looks like to, to love well and what love looks like in all these situations that we have throughout our week and our month and our year. and. I just, I just sense that those that are listening, if, 
if there's somebody that's listening that doesn't have somebody to walk with, to, um, to guide, go with, you know, go in life with, that um, we just pray for that, that there would be a companion, a friend, uh, just to walk with, with you right now, in Jesus' name. And I thank you for this group of guys and our, our wives and our families and all of Christ's way. We love you guys. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Yeah, and as you're praying about the, the folks that might be the recipient, the classic recipient of that love, I'm thinking over here about the people that are the givers in that. Yeah. And so my prayer for, for you all listening, if that's the camp that you find yourself in, take a couple deep breaths. <laughs> Let the air clear, right? And go love well. Just go ahead and, go ahead and love. Uh, don't, uh, don't throttle it back. Let the Holy Spirit uh, flow through you, and, and uh, you'll, see, you'll see something amazing. So heartfelt talks today. Uh, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you being with us. Love you, love you guys. Uh, glad we get to do this every week. Uh, thanks for walking this journey with us, friends. And until the next time, may love fill your heart and emanate from you and, and fill the rooms that you walk into. Pray it to be so. Amen. Take care. <laughs>